0: Hello and welcome, friends, to another journey into the mind, uh, and and mostly, mostly my mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, enter enter my mind. Um, yeah, so read it or or, or or something. I don't know. Anyway, I do these episodes where I kind of allow my mind to to see where it goes and see where the episode goes. Um, also mostly because I want to get an episode out and <laughs> didn't have these thoughts fully finished out. Um, so don't worry. I'm going to like before I post this, I'm going to decide after I record if it's worth posting So because I, I never want to waste my uh, listeners time. So if I think it's something you would like, then I will post it. And and yeah, I, I have a full intention of, of making this episode. So it has a little bit something for everyone. So something for people that enjoy, for example, spirituality, psychedelics, psychology, philosophy and also some science. So yeah. Um yeah. So anyway, so my rationale behind my thinking is, is these types of episodes and kind of a more free flowing of my thinking and less of a plan in a sense. Because I think these are kind of beneficial, not because I, I think it's just me being lazy, but I think it's me kind of showing the way my thought process works where i kind of create these episodes and i think that's helpful and it's also something i do in my bonus episodes feeds more often but i like to post them on my main feed as well because i also think it's a more uh personal thing for the listener to kind of get to know me and my thought process so enough of enough of that so you at least kind of see the stepping stones behind my thought process some of my experiences provides for you more compassionate understanding as well of, of of the various positions I take and why I take them. And also you'll see why I change my mind all the fucking time. So honestly, I don't even know I'm going to call this episode. So this one's a really free flowing episode. So I need, so, so I basically, I read, um, read some stuff and it's kind of motivated some thoughts I jotted some stuff down and we're going to, we're going to see where it goes and spill some thoughts on the matter. So it's going to be kind of around cognition and the things that kind of bleeds into. So, um, I'm, 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 many other worldviews and possibilities will be, be also in, in, included. So if I, if I fuck up this, this next explanation, just remember I'm a dude that enjoys learning, challenging my beliefs and, you know, expanding my mind I like to learn stuff, but I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in cognitive science or biology, but I do love to discuss them and learn about them. And I also think having someone that's just fascinated by this stuff, tried to, to explain it the way I understand it is beneficial, hopefully, for other people. And it's up to you, the listener, to decide if you would like to listen to me. But anyway, as always, you can support the show by hitting up the Patreon and you can check out the bonus episode feed. I'm going to try to do a better job of getting more episodes up and also be more consistent with this. I haven't been great the past six months. Um, with doing that, mostly because I started creating content in other areas, but I want to get more consistent with this because this is kind of my, I would say, central hub of my content and thought process, and and, and ways of figuring things out, and and it kind of, I think, best symbolizes what I'm interested in. So I, I like to stay consistent with the podcast for sure. But yeah, you can check that out. You can also. Leave a review and also just giving me feedback by email. Let me know if you love or hate the show. Um, Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on TikTok. All that stuff. You can find those links below. But enough of this shit. Let's enter the labyrinth. biology connected to this but it, it doesn't mean I can't have some thoughts on the matter of science and biology with regards to how I say I'm not an expert on that because I still like to use it to philosophize right and having some some fun trying to provide some kind of foodies for thought you know anyway so I've often I've often heard the example of of trying to compare how we operate as humans as as this like meat suit that operates like a machine right the gears and and pistons of the human body But that never, that never seemed to to explain human consciousness for me. I know I've covered this in other episodes. This episode's not going to be just about, you know, another, you know, not, no, I swear, this is another panpsychism episode, or at least I don't plan to, so stick with me here. I'm trying to connect this to something else towards the end of the episode. So, but where, where the fuck does that come from? Consciousness. Those, those brains and pistons firing off, then whoosh, you, you awake like a motherfucker? No. That's, that's just, to me, that's too broad of a leap. And I think it's okay that we don't really have the answers to that yet. Uh, and some want to say, you know, at some point we're going to understand the brain enough and the mind enough that we'll figure it out. And, and I don't know if I'm okay with that answer, which is why I like to think beyond that in a sense and see what other options are out there, what other knowledge is out there, even knowledge isn't necessarily widely accepted. Um, I'm not saying it's true, for example, but here's the thing: the reason that doesn't make any sense for me is we can't just insert an intelligent designer into the making of us. So that's a little bit of an attack on the more religious people. So those pistons and gears, they have predefined mechanisms for operation provided by the creator, the intelligent designer. So that's not how biology biology works. So because because that also doesn't mean materialism is true. It's also, I think, a point I need to put across here. You see, those, let's say, cells, those early cells that are born from other cells, they start adapting, creating, and reacting to their environment autonomously. So the machine doesn't operate that way. You take away a part, and all of a sudden it just dies off. You know, it doesn't work. It doesn't do its thing. Now, maybe you can make the argument where that's where, you know, AI comes in or something like that. Just kind of just thought of that right now. Maybe that, that puts a wrench in what I'm trying to say. But um, if if it does, I'll think about that more and stay tuned for that. My point is the idea of, of life finds a way. Well, cells, for example, find a way. Something is figuring it out in a sense. And we look out in, in, in nature and see the various forms of this. We see the... Various formations of cells, genes, tissues, organs, and combinations of those types of brains, animals, bugs, creatures, parasites, all of it. Experimenting. That's what they're all doing. All those combinations are just experimenting, forming together, forming anew, flowing, moving. In some sense, those combinations start creating goals on some level of cognition, both big and small, based on the combination of everything I just mentioned. That's fascinating to me. And it's insightful to me. And maybe maybe they figure this out with with some form of, I don't know, like electrically active cells or networks. I don't know that, that's, if that's even the right language to use. My point is these, these combinations of cells have the ability to, in some form, anticipate, react, hold memory, pass on memory in some sense. And make, I don't know if I want to use this word, make decisions. And This all happens at various degrees, of course, levels of of I would say intelligence. but the point is it's existence of it occurring we humans we we like to pat ourselves pat ourselves on the back for something we had no part in doing, our intelligence, right you know and and actually, based on the theory I'm saying in this episode, we kind of did I guess, on sub subconscious cognitive level but we have this ability to see long into the future, really long, or maybe sometimes we need a little bit longer because we need to plan for when the, the sun consumes the earth. But that's another topic for another day. But, but yeah, really long. We get to plan ahead. But we also see the various complexities, combinations of cells and, and atoms form, the complexity of life. So is it bizarre to posit that various forms of life are doing that to some degree. We just aren't as aware of it. <laughs> but I guess this kind of has turned into a pan episode. It, it, however, it, it's still a different way of, of, I'm kind of arguing for it and explaining it. I'm kind of explaining it on the more biological level instead of the more fundamental level of the makings of the universe, if that makes sense. I hope that part makes sense. So the idea is that if cells have goals and those goals become more complex as they combine. And maybe goals is, is the wrong word because I think goals, it, it has such a, such a human meaning behind it. And it's kind of like a loaded term with what humans see that as. It's a very human concept. But maybe simply we can say that they have intention or intuition. I don't know. We need to account for the cognition of themselves at that degree. So what does that mean for consciousness itself? Honestly, you tell me. I guess what I'm, I'm contemplating is, is, is that con- cognition isn't this bizarre thing that we think we just have like this specialty of having. What if it's fundamental to life? It's, it's at our most basic level of life it's, and it's been growing, flowing and moving for billions of years. Why is it so bizarre to say that? And I would say it's not bizarre, but it seems whenever I say it, people think it's such a bizarre thing to, to push forward. You know, it's, what do we have right now? We have, oh, damn, you know, yeah, humans are, are really conscious, you know, where did, where did that come from? Uh, hmm, hmm, let me think about that. Maybe, maybe it's just an illusion. Maybe, maybe this, this perception that we're aware is an illusion. I mean, maybe I kind of believe in the concept of us, a lot of what we see is somewhat of an illusion, but the experience itself isn't an illusion per se, where it's like we might not be getting an accurate reading of the external world but it doesn't mean the external world doesn't exist. So it's not really an illusion. It's just an inaccurate representation of what exists. You know, but the idea that consciousness is just an illusion is just, to me, a lame snooze fest. It doesn't really provide a lot for us because it's the thing we use to verify that very claim. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we have to rely on is is this awareness we seem to think we have, risk Being wrong is what I would say. We need to be more willing to risk being wrong and put forward ideas that even aren't testable yet, hypotheses that are not testable yet. I think that's actually really important. I think that's a role philosophy plays. And that's an episode for another day. But I think that's something that's kind of been lost. You have famous scientists and even cultural scientists. I don't want to call them famous scientists necessarily. It's like famous actual scientists like Stephen Hawking say that like basically philosophy is useless and you have people like Neil deGrasse Tyson who I wouldn't call like a legit, I mean, he's definitely a scientist, but he's kind of seen as a joke in academia, but, (laughs) um, but anyway, he, he even sees philosophy for some reason, as somewhat of a joke, but, Philosophy is is a starting point for putting forward. Okay, how does this stuff make sense with how our minds work? How can we can we put forward possible hypotheses? Anyway, that's a little bit too much of a side rant. But, it's, but my idea is, is is cognition. Maybe it's an integral part of life. You know, and, and what zapped cognition into being? Well, why can't the mind of the universe be some sort of self executing algorithm? That's hmm there's probably some there's probably some theory out there about that, but maybe at a basic level, cognition is an essential part of that algorithm's production of life or simply the universe is alive, and maybe this relates to too much around the idea of universal consciousness, but at the very least it would be very similar, but the idea being the mental and the physical are interconnected or at least for our existence now maybe it's it's plausible to just have have one but if we if you could have one I think it'd be it'd have to be the mind And when I say just one between the mental and the physical maybe there could be just one I like to combine the two but let's say you could just have one kind of have to be the mind driving something and trust me I've tried to uh, I don't know I don't know what I think about this fully um so I see potential issues with what I'm saying as well so it's like this Let's say, let's say if someone has had a profound psychedelic experience where they come away believing we are all interconnected, there's one fundamental part of the universe, some say God, some say energy, some say consciousness, birth and death are the same, and and our energy lives on in some sort of external recurrence, you know, I've definitely heard that so many times, Um, I've had those realizations, I've had those feelings, I've had that that very, what seemed to be very real experience of those exact points. So I'm not saying they are real in the the objective sense. I'm saying they're interesting. And it's interesting that so many humans have come away with essentially the same exact conclusions from that. Why is that? What has that had to do with cognition? So is it possible that our minds are wired so similarly that we have those experiences. Those experiences are so different from our day-to-day cognition that we, we, we proclaim, yep, that shit is real reality. The real, real reality. The true one. Maybe those experiences are not really telling us something about our reality, but instead just just how our anatomy is made up. How our minds are made up. How our brains operate. How our brains react to those substances don't get me wrong i still see those experiences as extremely important even if it's just what i just said it's just we happen to be all humans and we all happen to react the same way and we all share in that experience because of that where it's not something mystical involved at all or some secret insight into the universe and still very i still very much believe it could be tapping into some sort of foundational part of reality i think that's possible i don't see why not uh, I don't know if we'll ever be able to verify, verify that for sure, but I love thinking about it. So, but who am I to say otherwise? We just don't know. I definitely don't fucking know. I'm not nearly smart enough to, to proclaim. Yep. This is, this is the fucking, this is the fucking case. I haven't done nearly enough research anyway. I don't think I'll ever do enough research. No matter how much I do, I could spend the rest of my life on this one topic. And I still probably wouldn't know enough to possibly make the proclamation of what is true. But everything I've said also falls into, into the issue of it's, it's hard to test and I admit that. Those psychedelic experiences for example, those experiences of cognition, observing those – what we think might be cognition in, in biology – you know, it's hard to test. It doesn't mean it's not true, though. I don't know. Should, should that be, uh, oh, shit, that kind of like falls into the god of the gaps. And that's another conversation for another because I, I don't want to get too off topic with I'm trying to keep, maintain a central point here. But should that be all we talk about and strive for is what is testable? Things that are testable. What if we have limitations on what is testable? Conundrum then. You know, it's, it's a confusing combo, but a fun combo. I love thinking about this stuff. Why do you think I have a podcast? You know, take psychedelics or even a, a, like deep meditation or an experienced meditator. Something that has been reported to zap yourself out of your way of thinking, zap yourself out of your belief system, make you question everything, humble yourself, blah, 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 blah. What reality is more real? Which one? Which one of those? those that you experience in those different altered states or, or the everyday waking existence. Why do we assume our waking reality is this obvious real experience? Is it just because it's the one that that we're in more often, more people are in, we agree on more? Is that it? And there's more things that are probably testable because it's a more controlled environment and that's the reason we think it's more real. But do do those parameters actually make it more real though is there something else beyond why why is that considered such a crazy thought that idea that our waking existence is the one that is just more widely agreed upon and it's easily more easily testable the fact that it's just testable the way we've learned how to test things should we even question the test and how we test i'm not saying we should like i'm not even saying we should question the scientific method at all i love the scientific method now i'm just kind of rambling and my thoughts are getting too too hard to connect. But anyway, are we so arrogant to assume our everyday waking experience is the truest or realest? That's my point. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying, shouldn't we be willing to, to insert the thought into our mind, to question ourselves, to humble ourselves to what we think is true? If you're so certain that your waking existence is the existence, why would you question anything that science or what is agreed upon in society is willing to give you? And I'm not—I I'm not, don't want to pretend like I'm just attacking science here because I'm definitely not. Because it used to be ca- the case that religion was the thing that—that that provided this foundation. This is what you were just given. This is the truest thing we all agreed upon. It. We all agreed upon it because people talked about it. And they said, oh, these, these it fits all the parameters for we, what we think is true and how we think is, things are true. You know, what? why is it so bizarre to think that, you know, and I don't think it is bizarre. I don't think this is even a hot take. Like 100 years from now, they're going to look at us and be like, wow, they really, they really thought that? They really think they had that all figured out? You know, and, and how do we move beyond that thinking that we have it all figured out? How do we move beyond that? You have to be willing to be wrong. You have to be willing to say things and contemplate things that, you know, it's it's not necessarily agreed upon or accepted even. So that's why I don't want to just dismiss the mystical experiences, for example, and this idea that, you know, it's essentially cognition all the way down. I don't want to dismiss that because I I think it's, we don't have enough evidence to dismiss it. Now I just kind of sound like a crazy hippie this episode, don't I? <laughs> but that's fine. kind of am. But anyway, so this episode turned – hopefully turned out interesting, I hope. Um, but yeah, a little bit more of my ramblings than I usually do, but I still had a kind of central point I wanted to get across, and I hope I got it across. But as always, I really appreciate you all. Much love to you all, and I really appreciate you for listening to me. And even in the times that it might become some rambling, but I think it's necessary at times. And like I said, it helps you get my my thinking process and a more honest version of me and what it would be like to talk to me if you like met me, for example, probably. But anyway, as always, thanks for listening. Love you all. Peace and get the fuck out my labyrinth. (laughs)